and a happy new year. So what? Who cares? It's 2021 now, bitches. Like that? Yeah, that's great. Okay. A round of applause. (laughs) Fuck 2020. Bye, bitch. Suck my asshole. <laughs> I hated 2020, but I'm ready for the we new We know year. everybody hated, so let's not even discuss Horrible. Let's get over it and let's give talk you some about stories. all of the horrible yeah. New Year's there's been. Yeah. I feel like that's just the way to do it. So I we think we're about to, right? We're yeah. about to tell them. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, I have a bunch of things I want to mention. Okay, go for I it. I wrote a bunch of notes down. Okay, let me pull up my dockies, too. We never discussed Zippy. Okay. I brought up Zippy and I never talked about him. So I'll just give a little brief explanation. Zippy was the Christmas elf I talked about in the last episode. And that's an elf that travels in town from place to place. They put it on Facebook. Where's where's Zippy today? They put clues. Uh, Actually, a story linked to Zippy is the other night I was butt-ass naked in my window with my tits (laughs) hanging out. And I look outside and there are cars outside. And when I wake up in the morning... Zippy is right outside my bedroom window at my neighbor's sign. So Zippy saw my tits last week. <laughs> he got a nice show. One of the final days before Christmas, uh, he got a show and so did his helpers. That get him from God place bless. to place. They saw my titties, I'm sure. But Zippy most definitely saw my tip- my titties. My, dippy t- my zippy titties. My zippy titties. And the other thing I want to mention, Kaylee, is I never talked about the Santa Claus pissing on the tracks. That's in my notes. You got it. Go and ahead. And one last thing. I shared it on Facebook because it happened a couple years ago. One year we were at my grandmother's house and we were eating dinner and all of a sudden, I think it was my dad, he was like, what the fuck is that? And he looks outside and out behind my grandmother's where there's railroad tracks, we see Santa Claus taking a piss on the tracks. We can put that one up. Yes, we'll definitely put that up. Yeah, it's funny. And we obviously have hunches of who it is. We think it's, we won't even say who we think it is, but we have hunches. There's numerous debate. I think it's who you think it is, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. But others think it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I, the reason why is because that individual was supposedly at camp that day. So that's what's weird. Anyways, he came inside. He shotgunned two Bud Heavies. And he said, this is in Orlando. Where's my map? And then he left. And he knew all of our names. It was great. It was great. I wasn't there for it, but the no, story's great. It was a great memory. So to the, And then he sent... He Santa sent flowers to my grandmother's for the you know the wake and the funeral. <laughs> it said from Santa. That's so funny. <laughs> it was really funny. It came full circle. All right, we got those covered. Yeah. We go. Um also Billy Jensen liked one of our comments. <gasps> oh my god, we're finally famous. Ah. Yeah, it finally when, happened. Yeah, we just did I just did the, like the uh what do you call this emoji? The, the hands little, up like yeah, oh, like that, he posted the little oh blue. the bobblehead. And I just did like the hands emoji oh. and he just liked it. It was the simplest comment. Simplest comment. Amazing. So. He did a lot of work with Bear Brook. Mm-hmm. The Bear Brook murders, mm-hmm. which was near my house. Yes, he did. Also, I forgot to mention in our pet episode that when Franco had one of her litters of kittens, yep. they were inside my sister's mattress. That's how we found them. That was a, my mom's like, you totally forgot about the mattress. Like we found the kittens in the mattress. What kind she of She dug a hole. Baba Pedic? Yeah. No, it wasn't that nice. <laughs> Oh. Anyways, so there you go. Yep. We covered everything. Cleaned that up real, real fast. Just some fun. Also, follow us at So What Who Cares Pod on Insta. Send us your stories to So What Who Cares Pod at gmail.com. And yep, that's the usual we're stories. On we want too. Si- yeah, matter. we're on Facebook, but you know what? It's not the same. But we do want sibling stories. Yes. We want to do a siblings episode, oh, God, just like yeah. the craziest shit your siblings have ever done. Oh, yeah. Got I can you think in trouble of, or just I can like think of one thing maybe the weird of. things you guys do. Oh, I can think of a ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Fucked up facts. Here we go. I think actually we should do pick your poison first and then do fucked up facts. Sure. Because Changing the fucked it up, up facts are like New Year's Eve traditions like around in different places. Slides us so, right into the old lubed up New Year's stories we got for you today. So let's go with pick your poison first. I did pinch my finger today. So this is really hurting me a lot to do this, to pick a card. I got my brother pick your poison for Christmas. Oh, I just found mine. That was the best one I've ever picked. It's a little, a little uh, risque, but we're going to go with it anyways, because this shit happens. Oh, okay. I got mine. Who's going first? That's up to you, my dear. All right. Would you rather have your firstborn child grow up to be a terrorist or have sex with a dead person? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. 
So one is rigor erectus, and the other one is terrorism. Come on in. Cassidy's here. Hi, Cass. You can help us with the pick your poison of the week. Yes, come on in. Join us. It's a new year. Wait, don't let her. Don't read it yet. We'll read them to you. What she's taking okay, a picture for the pod at, for the story, at, honey. It's pretty. Say hi. Hey, how you doing? How's your bird? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the news? All right, ready, Cass. Yeah. Would you rather have your firstborn child grow up to be a terrorist or? Have sex with a dead person. This is the worst we've had yet. Wow. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can answer that. I know we, it's a we tough don't one. know if we can either. Right, By the so way, this is Cass. Uh, this is a uh, the sister. Your child's a terrorist, or you fuck a dead body. Get your hands what's that out called? of here and your face up there. What's that called when you fuck? When what's the name for it? Necro- fuck, necrophilia. necrophilia. Yeah. Illegal. It's like, is anybody gonna know? I, I mean, no, that, you can't. You can't think about it like that. Yeah, but my kid's gonna be a terrorist. What kind of terrorist? It, to me, either I way, it's might, bad. It's horrible. Uh, That's a lot of people they'd have to probably kill. Yeah, and you can't, there's no deflecting it. Mm-mm. But you can live. Dead in, person. I guess I dead person. Fuck a dead body. I don't want to be like, he's gonna have to kill somebody. My life would be. If I'm fucking a dead dead person, I'm a psychopath too, honestly. Yeah. So it's either my kid's a psychopath Uh, or I am. I'd rather put myself in harm than a bunch of other people. Okay. I'd rather harm myself by fucking a dead body than hurting other people. So I'm going to do it. You're going to take the fall for the dead body. I haven't picked mine yet, but I think that I'm going to do. Bye. See you later. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, have a good day. Um, I think I'm going to do, you know, this is a tough one because either way, I'm just uncomfortable with the situation. I know. I know. But I think I I'm going to have to have sex with a dead person. But I can know. I pick who it is? I can pick. I mean, I guess I can pick anybody. It does not say I? that, though. I shouldn't get into who I would. Yeah, I don't. let's not get into that. All right. Should we just get into <laughs> our, our New Year's Eve traditions? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So these are just a bunch of traditions around the world and some are like, certain balls that drop instead of a big old ball <laughs> objects objects i guess that's a better way to describe it um but in latin american countries like mexico bolivia and brazil the color of your panties will determine what kind of year you'll have oh my gosh so choose carefully also i got these off some random websites okay that's okay tradition holds that red will bring love and romance of course and yellow leads to wealth and success white stands for peace and harmony while green signifies well-being and nature. I love it. In Turkey, red panties are also <gasps> handed out as gifts for good luck and the promise of a fruitful new year. That is so fabulous. I'm going to look at what color mine are real quick. Hold on. Mine are black. Mine Always are... black. Cheetah print. What's that mean? <laughs> I'm going to be Carol Baskin's bitch next year. <laughs> okay, the next one. Marion, North Carolina, has never dropped the ball on its New Year's Eve countdown. Instead, in a nod to its earlier life as a gold mining town, this community, located 35 miles east of Asheville, drops a six-foot gold nugget into a 10-foot frosted donut. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Which can then be eaten as part of its annual gold nugget drop. The gold nugget. You can't be doing that with COVID, I'm sure. Mm -mm. Right? That's sad. In Ecuador, people build scarecrow-like dolls of politicians, pop stars, or other notable figures to set them alight. Burning the Enano Viejo, mm, Old Año Year, viejo. Año viejo. Yeah, that sounded good. Año Viejo. Yeah. Old Year is meant to destroy all the bad things from the last year and cleanse for the new. The scarecrows are made from old clothes stuffed with newspaper or sawdust, and a mask is fitted at the end. Oh, how COVID. The Ecuadorian tradition possibly originated in... Guayaquil. Guayaquil? 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 In 1895, when a yellow fever epidemic... Ooh. Interesting. When a yellow fever epidemic hit the town. Wow. And coffins packed with clothes of the deceased were burnt for purification. Wow. Very COVID-esque. Wow. Okay. All right. This one originates in Mobile, Alabama. Moon pies have been a southern dessert staple since 1917. Have you ever had one? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. They're so fucking good. We love a good moon pie. You know, Aunt Moon Pie, who ruined the whole Christmas. Oh, a little moon pie. When a hungry Kentucky coal miner reportedly asked for a snack as big as the moon, 
Mobile's fixation on the sweet tree is celebrated on New Year's Eve when an illuminated 12-foot mechanical moon pie travels down the RSA Bank Trust building at midnight. <laughs> I love it. It's Me like too. really weird that they have a good one town as like a uh, donut related yeah. thing and a moon pie. Oh, God, I love it. Ready? This is my favorite one. Yes. Mount Olive, North Carolina. Proving that you don't have to stay up until midnight to have a good time on New Year's Eve, the sleepy town of Mount Olive, home of Mount Olive Pickle Company, hosts a rip-roaring annual pickle drop at 7 p.m. The giant gherkin descends into a redwood pickle tank at the most natural place for a pickle drop, the corner of cucumber and vine. I wish that that big old gherkin would drop right into my fucking gullet. Oh, I love a gherky. I had one earlier. Mm, God, I love pickles. I'm obsessed. Okay, Kaylee, you're giving me another hard name mm-hmm, to pronounce. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. always does this to me. She knows that I love a challenge. Um, okay. Uh, Prairie du Shane. <laughs> Prairie du Shane, Wisconsin. Sorry if that's not correct. Anglers flock to Prairie du Shane for ice fishing year-round, but especially in the week leading up to New Year's Eve when the town hosts its annual Carp Fest. The week-long event, which revolves around Lucky the Carp, includes a carp coloring contest and a meet-and-greet with the car- <laughs> with the Carp King and Carp Queen. The festivities culminate in the dropping of the carp, which is a 20 to 30 pound frozen carp that is lowered by crane onto its throne, where revelers can, if they are so inclined, to give the fish a smooch. And you know I would give that fish a smooch. I know you would. We should do that one year. I'm a, ki- I'm a fish kisser. That would be a fun, uh, a fun like, bucket list item. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're coming to Prairie du Chien. We're coming ice fishing. Sager's got some ice fishing poles for Christmas. Oh Perfect time. Oh my God. I literally got two of the same ice fishing poles from Ryan and my dad <laughs> literally and I gave Ryan the same one and my dad gave Ryan the same one too so we have four together so we're coming up to D- Prairie Duchesne and we'll see you there at the carp the, uh, the carp fest <laughs> I can't wait all right um, I have a commercial oh go for it this episode is brought to you by fish by sage oh shit if you would like a beautiful watercolor done by sage herself of a wonderful lake trout maybe a squid (laughs) or maybe a cove of your lake for all of your watercoloring dreams come true thanks kaylee you're welcome that was on my list this week too (laughs) i love it all right you want me to get into this one i do here we go some new year's stories we're ready new year's eve new year's the, yeah, the time you know what you know what we mean my grandma told me this story about both my great-grandparents visiting one of their cousins in rural kansas for the holidays it was sometime between 1975 and 1980 i can't remember the exact year last she talked to them they were at a phone booth in wichita on their way to greenberg An hour after that phone call, my grandmother heard a slew of tornadoes touching down all throughout the area, like a ton, an apocalyptic amount of tornadoes. For the next three days, she didn't hear from them, and finally on that New Year's Eve, she got a call from the Nebraska State Police that they had recovered a vehicle in her parents' name nearly 300 miles off course from their route. The vehicle was nearly unrecognizable. It looked like it had gone through a compactor. Their bodies were not in the vehicle, and to this day, they have never been recovered. Stop. Insane, right? That's crazy. Can you imagine living in an area where that happens? Tornadoes. No. Like on the, I can't even imagine. I feel for people that live there. We just get blizzards. Blizzards and an occasional hurricane. Norista? Barely. Yeah, Norista. Those are the bad ones usually, the yeah. Noristas and the ice storms. God, okay, mine's not going to be like that crazy. I have like three different themes on mine. Okay, that's good. When I was 22, my friends and I were in this super cheesy club in St. Louis. I excused myself just past midnight to use the restroom. Before I started my hover squat, I placed my phone on the back of the toilet. Afterward, when I went to grab for my phone, I slipped in something wet and came crashing down, <gasps> headbutting the toilet and breaking my nose. The matronly bathroom attendant wouldn't let me leave until the bleeding stopped. And to make matters worse, my friends assumed I went home with someone else and left me there. No. Stranded on the landing with a broken schnoz. (laughs) I thought she was going to say she had to like, I thought maybe she was going to like drop her phone in the toilet. All right. Next one. I was the sober driver for some friends until around 11 p.m. before I headed off to a midnight party elsewhere. 
When I got there, I realized I needed to do some catching up. I immediately began pounding Red Bull vodkas. (laughs) By the time 12 a.m. rolled around, I'd had 14 of them, plus several swigs of God knows what. As the clock struck midnight, I grabbed the girl next to me and we had our midnight kiss, which swiftly turned into the two of us fighting to reach the loo as we both projectile vomited all over the bathroom. She wanted to make out afterwards. I politely declined. Yeah, no thanks. You want to swap chunks? (laughs) (laughs) All right, another one. My boyfriend and I were in Italy visiting his family over the Christmas period, and we stayed for New Year's Eve as well. In Italy, they have a tradition that says if you don't have sex on New Year's Eve, you won't have sex for the whole of the following year. So we were pretty intent on doing it. We were at dinner with his whole family. It went on forever until eventually his grandparents gave us a lift home. It was almost midnight, and we still hadn't had sex. So on the drive back, I told his grandparents I had to pee. They pulled over and my boyfriend and I went into the woods to have a quickie. No. Because it was snowing. I was so cold we had to rip my tights in order to have <gasps> sex. It was the quickest sex of my life. And when we got back into the car, I'm pretty sure his grandparents knew what we did. <sighs> Ew. <laughs> That's awful. Naughty. All right. The next one. A few years ago, my then boyfriend and I booked a beach house on the Gold Coast with three other couples. It was going to be the best trip ever until my boyfriend dumped me on December 29th. Mm. That's so sad. I was heartbroken and didn't want to go on the trip, but the other couples assured me it would still be fun and not awkward. Eventually, I let myself be convinced that I wouldn't be a seventh wheel. I arrived at the beach house a little later than the others and was surprised at the cool reception I received. It came out that they had been chatting about the breakup over the previous couple of days and decided that it was my fault. What? Also, they probably had second thoughts about inviting a single miserable pal to a couple's retreat. I know, like they just broke up. Yeah. They spent the next three nights, including New Year's Eve, in their rooms having very loud sex. Stop. Like... That's like three couples. So sad. The only time I saw anyone during the whole trip was when they were emerging occasionally for meals to watch fireworks or to find more condoms before going back to sex each other again. As a final bit of awkwardness, I was bunking with one of the couples, so I spent the whole weekend on the couch watching TV, crying over the breakup, feeling alienated by other couples, and unable to go to my room because someone was having sex on or near my bed. Oh my God, poor thing. Your friends are assholes. New Year's search party. Okay. When I was 15, some buds and I lied about spending New Year's on a yacht with a friend's family. Instead, we somehow convinced an adult to drop us off down the coast without asking too many questions. Looking back, the weirdest part of this story is that at 15, my parents believed I knew someone with a yacht. Anyway, we didn't have any plans or anywhere to stay, but we were like, who cares? So what? Who cares? cares? Because we had about twenty pineapple cruisers. What's that? Some sort of drink. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's like is it something you can buy? See if we can make one sometime. Pineapple cruiser. This episode has been brought to you part by cocktails by someone who cares. (laughs) All right, when I look it up, it's a bike. So, anyways, it says Margaritaville twenty-six inch pineapple woman's cruiser bike at Walmart. (laughs) Okay, never mind. Oh, oh, oh! I found it. It's a it's a type of like a fucking wine cooler vodka cruiser. Doesn't sound like anything I want. Okay. Okay. Yep. Skip it. Okay. (laughs) After a bit of roaming, we headed to the beach where being New Year's Eve, we found a massive bonfire with heaps of people hanging out on couches, getting wasted. Love it. That sounds so fun. Sounds like my college experience. By then we were pretty drunk and I immediately made out with several dudes who didn't know they were kissing someone in year nine. Year nine. Year nine. <laughs> After a while, I started chatting to a 19-year-old. He was super ripped and like a gymnast or something. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> to my teenage self, he was pretty much all my hormones in a tank top. On New Year's, On no New less. Year. A tank yeah, really, top. He's got tough a, guy. got a Big lot of pineapple guy. cruises. Hey, don't mess around with that guy. He's a tough guy. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. It gets worse. We chatted. <laughs> Did cartwheels. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And he picked me up and pretended to run into the ocean. It was amazing. Eventually, we walked about 100 meters from the group and spent the next hour or so making out. I I can't. I can't with the cartwheels. I know. Obviously, (laughs) being a drunk teenager, I didn't think to tell my friends where I was. But by this point, they'd noticed I was missing and started asking around. From the outside, the story was I'd been talking to some older dude who was last seen throwing me in the ocean. (laughs) 
everyone went ballistic. Doing cartwheels and then tossing her in the ocean. <laughs> I couldn't hear much down the beach because I was pretty distracted. Megan, oh, we got that sucking yeah, face. Sure. And it was New Year, so a bit of screaming seemed normal. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. The whole party, now frantic, started wading <laughs> out into the ocean to find me. Finally, someone spotted a rock a little way out that was shaped like a body, and they called the cops. If you've never been cock-blocked by the police and a bunch of crying friends who thought you were dead, you haven't lived. Ah, that's amazing. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh, God. Okay. On to the next one. We got to transition differently. Ready? Oh, here we go. My worst New Year's was in 11th grade. I was still pretty new to parties, but had decided to go to a New Year's party with my best friend, who since childhood was always far better at social situations than me. At 16, she was now a fully developed, charming, and a very desired teen babe. This was best illustrated by her equally cool boyfriend who had come with us. He was a super nice dude, and together they were what the movies made you think teen couples are like. I, on the other hand, was still letting my mom buy me jeans from Kmart. (laughs) Fucking Kami. Kmart. Fucking Kami. I don't think so. I don't know. Is Kmart's little thing? Answer in the comments below. <laughs> the party itself was obviously terrible, but I was a kid, so I thought it was a Neo video coming to life. Oh, yeah. A Neo. Nice dancing. I didn't mind that I didn't know anyone or that all the boys were dirtbag skate rats because, as mentioned, I was 16. I had two more Woodstocks in my backpack, and life was good. It was a few minutes from midnight when I realized I hadn't seen my best friend for a while. I wanted to ring in the new year with her, but also didn't want to be accosted by a stranger without her protection. I was in a small group of nice but still very cool older kids and trying to act casual and not seem nervous about not having my wing woman around. At the time, the height of my nonchalance for me was to casually lean against a wall. So as the countdown started, I did this, except it wasn't a wall. It was a window that broke because I fell through it. (laughs) At this stage, it was embarrassing, but not the worst moment of my life. Then I looked up. I'd fallen through a bedroom window where my best friend was busy blowing her boyfriend. (laughs) A lot of people leaned through after me to see if I was okay and witnessed the insanely surreal combination of my pal screaming, her boyfriend jizzing, and everyone screaming, Happy New Year, all at the same time. What a way to ring in the New Year. Yay! All right, next story. I guess I'll just say next story again. Mm -hmm. Every year, I throw a big New Year's Eve dinner party. I was really excited last year because I'd been dating a guy for a few months and was glad to have someone to kiss at midnight. Oh, who doesn't love that? Mm -hmm. We hadn't talked much about Christmas and New Year's Eve, but I figured he was busy with the holidays. I cooked all day and made a great meal. My guy showed up late and the party was in full swing. After sitting down for dinner, we went around the table saying what we'd like for next year. I said I wanted to take more trips with my boyfriend. Oh. When it was his turn, he sat there silently for a minute. Then he muttered that he couldn't date me anymore. Oh. Got up and left. <gasps> I was devastated. He hadn't given me any clues that he was unhappy. I spent the rest of the night crying in my room. Corey's Terrible. face. Terrible. I knew Corey's jaw was dropped. That's so sad. So sad. All right, next one. I'd been dating a guy for about six months. His previous girlfriend had cheated on him not long before we started dating. And for the record, we ended up dating for four years. So I can at least say I wasn't just his rebound. So on our first New Year's Eve together, we were in a group of 20. And as a treat, one of the richer kids' parents had rented out a hotel ballroom for us all. Complete with an open bar. That is so outrageous. Being relatively new to this group, I didn't know anyone else at the party other than my boyfriend. His ex showed up with the guy she cheated on my boyfriend with. The drama. Ashamed and awkward, my boyfriend decided to hit the whiskey while I remained in a state of sober shock. To make matters worse, we finally got to our hotel room only to hear loud moaning coming from the other room. Turns out our room was right next to the exes, and my absolutely plastered boyfriend spent the rest of the night yelling through the wall for her to shut up. Oh my god. That's awkward. All right, next one. Last year was my first New Year's Eve in New York City, and I was incredibly excited. I'd waited two hours in line for a dressing room to pick out an outfit the night before, and we paid almost $100 for tickets to a bar in the Lower East Side with a six-hour open bar. Damn. Love it. 
But being new to this whole thing and skeptical about the definition of an open bar, we decided to pregame with tequila. Oh, yeah, my favorite. More specifically, I decided to pregame with 10 shots of tequila in an hour on an empty stomach. That was me two Fridays ago. It was by yourself. <laughs> yep, I snapped out of the whole thing. Yep. I barely remember leaving my apartment, fell down the subway stairs, and had to stop in an Italian restaurant along the way to be. The bar staff almost didn't let me in, and I gave the bouncer the evil eye as he allowed me to totter past. Totter. But you love to hear that I had an amazing night and got my money's worth, right? Wrong. I drank a glass of water, ate one cocktail weenie, and was home before 11 p.m. I lost my credit card in the cab, and the driver wouldn't let me leave until I found it. Oh, my God. Which I did 10 minutes later. In my pocket. At 3 a.m., I woke up with a busted knee, gum in my fur coat, and no clue as to where my ID was. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. I went to a New Year's Eve concert where a guy I was semi-seeing and his band were playing. I had planned on surprising him because I originally thought I couldn't make it. Midway through the show, he's like, I'm dedicating this next song to a special lady. (laughs) She said she couldn't make it, but I just spotted her in the audience and I couldn't be happier. My heart was a flutter. Oh, so cute. Here's to you, Anna. My name is not Anna. (laughs) He pulls some other girl on stage and starts serenading her. Oh, God. I honestly thought I was going to die right then and there. As soon as I could escape, I ran out of the venue, crying all the way down Essex, stopped in a bodega, bought a six-pack of Coors Light, and drank them on the train ride home. (laughs) Nice. That's a nice New Year's. Coors Light. All right. Let's see see how this other person did. Love it. New Year's 23 years ago. I was 14. My friends were dating seniors. We had a party, no adults. We had pizza with vodka and Pepsi. Oh, (laughs) yuck. They ran out of Pepsi, which was nasty anyway. So my second drink after chugging the first nasty one was one part Pepsi, three parts cheap vodka, and I was fucked. It went from fun to shit show very quickly. Pepsi and vodka. I spent a good amount of time on the bathroom floor with my best friend. Oh, and did I mention I had to go home? I pit stopped at store 24 on my way home because I had to pee so bad. As soon as I stood up to pull my pants up, I immediately yacked everywhere in the toilet. Floor, wall, it was bad. Somehow I got home and went to my room. My best friend Angela was sleeping over my house in my elf sleeping bag. (laughs) Elf. Elf. A-L-F. Remember that? Yeah, the big snorty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She puked all over it and in her hair. Oh, my God. That thing's probably like a collectible now, oh too. That's probably worth so much. The next day, my mom came in, and we pretended to be sleeping as we were nearly alive from puking all night. <laughs> my parents went to Hampton, and we spent the entire next day dry heaving into my kitchen sink. <laughs> all right. Here we go. In 2016, I'd ended up with three different things to do on New Year's Eve. Oh, you're so popular. (laughs) I started with my stepdad and brothers drinking their home-brewed beer, went on to my friend's parents' glitzy party at their fucking mansion, and ended up at a house party. I was wearing the new suede shoes my dad had given me for Christmas. They were really nice shoes, and the night started fine. I had fun with my family, got to the second party around 10 p.m., celebrated New Year with them, and about 1 a.m. left for the third party where it all went downhill. I was going to say, I there don't know, know. Third, third time's a charm here. Careful, you're wearing suede shoes. Be careful. My best friend immediately told me to drink this, which I did pretty quickly. Only later did I discover that this was a pint of 50-50 Jack Daniels and Coke. Oh, God. I was gone. Within 15 minutes, I was curled up and sick all over the living room, on the new carpet, on my brand new (sighs) shoes. Not the suede. I know, the fucking suedes. It was a disaster. Someone had to take me home. I had to pay for a deep clean of the carpet, and I spent the next two days in bed with the mother of all hangovers. As for the shoes, they had to be discreetly thrown away. Sorry, Dad. Okay, this one's called a stinking new year. Oh, here we go. One New Year's, a few years back, we went to a house party at a friend's place. It started out pretty tame, but being a New Year's party, it escalated quickly. By midnight, it was super crowded and there was hardly any room to move. We were all jammed into the backyard and there was a fair amount of pushing and shoving. As more people piled in for the countdown, I was pushed further and further back until I was almost at the rear fence. 
As the countdown started, there was a surge of bodies as everyone threw up their hands to scream, Happy New Year! Somewhere in the middle of this, I got a sizable bump and stepped back to steady myself. As my foot touched the ground, I felt the unfamiliar, but also strangely, an instantly recognizable sensation of stepping in shit barefoot. (laughs) Why are you barefoot? Well, you know, it's summer. Oh, no, it's not. No. (laughs) I don't know where you live. Why are you barefoot? Obviously, I was immediately grossed out, but worse was the realization that I haven't seen a dog or cat all night. (gasps) No. Rather, what I'd noticed was the long line for the (gasps) toilet as the small house became host to a larger and larger party as midnight crept around. Go outside. No fucking way. I would go outside. It seems that at some point, people riding high on poo-induced partying pills figured that if pissing in the yard was an option, why not just commit and start shitting in the yard? Looking down at my soiled foot, I realized that the first moments of the new year would be spent washing another human's feces from between my toes. Can I just say that's the second story we've ever had with people's, like, shit going between people's toes? It's disgusting. Oh, so they were outside, though. So then, why are you barefoot outside? Yeah. Okay. This one, Kaylee, I told you I said this one might be one of the best ones. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to set the scene. It's 1999, and it's 11.59.00. One minute to go. The anticipation was almost painful. My heart was pounding in my chest. I could hear the countdown of the people from the floors above. The time grew near. The seconds ticked away. Five, four, three, two. There I was in the service panel room of my condo, my hand on the master breaker for the whole building. Oh my God, stop. One. I threw the breaker. There was a satisfying kerthunk from the battleship gray box and suddenly the whole building was plunged into darkness. Oh my God. The emergency lighting in the hallways came on. There were a few seconds of silence. The screams of joy and celebration were quickly replaced with screams of fear and terror. The realization that Y2K (laughs) was real. Stop. Stop. That is too good. Oh my God. The nerds and the geeks, those chicken littles, they were right. I waited about 30 seconds and reset the breaker and then got the fuck out of there as quickly as I could. An opportunity like that does not present itself often, but you have to take advantage of it when you can. I still chuckle about it to this day. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love that. What do you think about that? That's amazing. That was a good one. I saw it and I was like, this is going to be the best fucking one. This one's called working on New Year's. Okay. The New Year's Eve following my 18th birthday, I was working in the factory of a huge New Zealand milk company. It was just a job I picked up and left between semester breaks, but the shifts were 12 hours, so it wasn't exactly an easy student job. I worked two mornings, two nights, then had four days off. It was usually okay, except when New Year's Eve fell on my last night shift before the extended weekend. I tried to get out of it so I could enjoy the evening with my friends, but that was obviously impossible. Being a factory, there was absolutely no drinking allowed, so I treated myself to a ginger beer as a compensation. I really don't like that. No, no. Except in a Moscow Mule. Pretty fucking good. Okay, okay. Pretty fucking good. Exception. Yeah. It probably wasn't worth the effort anyway, as moments before midnight, I hit my forehead on the bottom of a hopper. I'm not sure what that is. No idea. I'm assuming some piece of equipment. Yeah. Giving myself a nice head wound and in hindsight, maybe a concussion. Seeing I was halfway through my shift and there was nobody they could call in who would be sober, I was deemed fit enough to continue working. A little after midnight, as my first notable act of the new year, I crashed a forklift into an air duct. Oh my God. I don't remember the details too well on the account of the head injury, but I do remember it was a very big deal. Was he like losing blood? I don't know. The next few hours were spent desperately trying to fix the damage and find a maintenance worker two hours into the new year. Oh my gosh. It was 4.30 a.m. before things had settled down enough for me to finally be able to go home. When I made it back, my housemates were sitting on the couch soberly watching music videos. So at least there was comfort in the fact New Year's is always shit, whether you've sustained head trauma or not. They're just like (laughs) bored at home watching fucking music videos. I know. Oh, God. That's funny. The fucking concussion. All right. Here we go. I keep saying that today. Um, I don't mind it. I don't like Here we go. Here we go. On to the next one. Here we go. Here is my New Year's Eve story. Buckle up. It was December 31st, 2000. 
14. My senior year of college, myself, my boyfriend at the time, and some friends went out to a bar to meet up with another friend and his extended family. We get there, order drinks, and make our way to a table. We started making normal small talk, naturally screaming at each other over the music. I hate that when you gotta do that. I hate it. My friend's family started to get on the dance floor to bust a move. I was watching a group of his aunts and uncles dance like middle-aged people normally do. They're probably finger-pointing and everything, you know? The moms. Yeah. Next thing I know, his uncle's on the ground. I watched him fall and assumed he was just drunk. People immediately went to help him, only to find him unresponsive. Oh my god, what? The music stops. People are yelling and trying to figure out what happened. (sighs) Oh my god. He has food allergies, he's on medications, but nothing made sense as to why this just happened. The bouncer was an off-duty EMT, and a waitress was in nursing school. Thank fucking God. Oh, my God. One did compressions while the other one gave breaths for CPR. Someone had called 911, and they were on the way. The bouncer and waitress lost the pulse and grabbed the AED off the wall. It is completely silent in this bar except for the AED machine announcing instructions and people yelling to him to stay with us. Ooh, this is fucked up. This is really fucked up. He was shocked and the pulse returned. Then they lost it again. Shocked him again and it came back again. The ambulance arrived and EMTs took over. He went to the hospital and he went into emergency open heart surgery for a massive heart attack. Oh my God. They lost his pulse a few more times in the ambulance ride from the bar to the hospital. He thankfully made a full recovery and is now doing great. So yeah, that's the story of how I watched a man die and be brought back to life a handful of times, (laughs) all before 11 on New Year's Eve. Needless to say, it was a buzzkill and we went home after all that. Also, I rang in 2020 with food poisoning with my best friend and my sister fighting for bathrooms. We should have known the coming year was going to be a shit show, pun intended. That was awesome. That was really insa- ins- like insane and intense, but that was a pretty good story. Good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he didn't die, so let's... Didn't die. God bless. Okay. Are you guys ready? Hope you're doing well. This is uh, a New Year's Eve party that I went to, Cassidy was at, and Corey, who were all... Happened to actually be here for this. I was not there. Yeah, you were not there. But it was, we, what was the year? We don't even know. New Year's 20-something, okay? Cassidy and I were at State Street, Stady, the dive bar, and there was a rumor going around that there was a huge party going on at the factory. Little did we know that it was a potato salad factory. Just an old mm-hmm. pot salad. We ended up walking from State Street, which wasn't that far, and we weren't really sure what we were going to expect at all. We get there, and it looks like a run-down, basic factory with no curb appeal or nothing. You couldn't hear any music, but there was a rooftop porch, and you could hear people up there. To enter, you walk through these grungy-looking doors, and when you arrive inside, you were on the fucking Titanic. Huge wooden grand staircase leading into a dark old kitchen. Shit you don't see nowadays, all handcrafted and detailed woodwork. The couches and everything were very vintage, and a bunch of people lived there. They like rented out the rooms and stuff. So my cool. one of my friends, Hannah, she actually lived there for the time being. So sick. But when you walked shout in, you shout out to the queen. Yeah, the queen. So you walk up the staircase and yeah. you walked into the kitchen and there were just people everywhere. Just everywhere. Basically everybody who went to high school with us. You know, the small small little city. So then you walk through the kitchen and there was a room with ping pong tables and some seating. You walk through another door and it opens up to a huge room with what, a basketball court? It was huge. It was huge. And then after that, another room. Yeah, and then another room. So, but when you walked into the party, it was like a basketball court. There was a DJ, strobe lights, a bar, like literally, and everyone was just dancing. It was probably, literally, I've never been to a club. It was the most club-like I've ever been to. That's so cool. Okay. Through that door was an actual factory-type room, and it was kind of sketchy. That's where you probably weren't supposed to go. That's where the skate gang hung out and smoked their cigs. It was just never ending. It was room after room. I was wearing my leopard fur coat, dancing my ass off on the dance floor. This is what I don't know. I wear this typed up, but it literally says there was a big fat drug dealer and my sister was worried. <laughs> Me? Yeah. What was it? The next day you were like really concerned about who I was dancing with. 
My sister was worried. It got weird. She said it got weird. So there we go. Oh my God. Then we leave and my Prince Charming is at the grand staircase and he grabs me and goes, are you leaving? And for what I remember, he gave me a big kiss and I basically screamed and ran out the door. <laughs> I ended up ripping my tights and taking them off in the middle of the streets and leaving them there. That's the story of the potato. Uh, he kissed you on the stairs. Give you a little schmoochy. Or Prince Charming, the one. Couldn't do any I do of that remember with the COVID. tights ripping. I do remember that. Oh, my God. All right. This is the last story of 2020, Kay. This is it. Now this let's is hear the it. final fucking story. This is a really embarrassing story. The last time I pooped or peed my pants was last New Year's. On New Year's Eve, most of our friends ditched on the New Year's plans we had agreed upon. So in the end, we, me and two of our two friends, decided to pregame and then go downtown. I live in New York City and joined some of our other friends in the East Village at around 11. Now, this was New Year's Eve and any alcohol you buy on the entire island of Manhattan is going to be jacked up in price by about 400 percent. Damn. So we planned on getting absolutely trashed in our friend's apartment in Queens before heading downtown. I drank a couple beers and got on the subway to get to my friend's apartment when all of a sudden I had the biggest urge to poop. And not solid poop either. Liquid, disgusting, putrid goop. Like wet farts times a thousand. You guys knew I had to throw in a shit story, right? So I try and hold it in and barely manage to get off the subway safely. From the subway, there's still a 10-minute walk to my friend's apartment, which was torture. Every step sent shockwaves through my tender colon as my sphincter tried to valiantly hold the floodgates. Oh, God. My intestines creaked and groaned like an old ship. <laughs> oh, my God. Mayflower. <laughs> I managed to get to the lobby of my friend's building, and it's not the usual doorman who's on duty. Makes sense. It's New Year's Eve. He doesn't know who I am, so he has to buzz up to make sure I'm a guest. I've been to my friend's apartment tons of times, but I don't remember exactly what the apartment number was. Oh, God. So here I was calling my friend to ask him what his apartment number was, practically holding the poop in with my hand on my oh ass. Oh, my God. Well, this doorman, already pissed off that he has to work on New Year's, annoyed that I don't know which apartment I'm visiting, and getting increasingly irritated. Finally, I just handed the phone to the doorman and was like, just talk to him. He's right upstairs. I need to go up like right now. Finally, after a good 15 minutes, he lets me up and some bimbo chick all dressed up for New Year's gets in the elevator with me. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's already a bit drunk and I'm a bit tipsy. Only a bit. I had like three beers. And she's trying to make small talk with me while I'm desperately trying to hold back the oncoming tide with every nerve in my body, grunting and sweating like a fat guy trying to ride a bike trying as hard as I can not to shit my pants in front of this chick. (laughs) I get off the elevator, walk along the hallway to my friend's apartment, and literally explodes as soon as he opens the door. I immediately run into his bathroom, take off my pants, and crap my guts out. There's shit everywhere. My boxes are pretty much ruined. They're soaked in poop juice. My ass is almost entirely drenched in liquid poop and it's all over the toilet seat. I rip off my jeans so it doesn't get in there and I'm sitting on the toilet having the worst case of the runs you've ever seen sitting on a poop color sitting on a poop covered toilet seat with a poop covered ass rinsing off my shitty boxers in the sink after a while i compose myself and with almost half the toilet roll i clean up my mess and use a blow dryer to dry my now less poop filled boxers i spray everything with my friend's dad's axe body spray (laughs) (laughs) it was in his parents bathroom put on my dirty poopy axe-filled boxers and walk out like nothing happened but my story is not over yet oh my god my friend didn't say anything so we get drunk like absolutely positively shit-faced and we go out for new years now this is three hours later and all three of us have ingested large amounts of alcohol and the sheer amount of liquids in our bodies forced us to get off the subway to find bathrooms before we peed ourselves so we got this guy is a trooper i know like what (laughs) so we got out like drunk idiots at 47th street now for those of you who don't know times square at new year's is a big deal Uh, yeah 
It's packed. There are 8 million people in New York City and almost every single one of them is outside, making walking anywhere between 34th and 59th Street impossible. Oh, God. Add to that the sheer numbers of cops to prevent drunk antics mm-hmm. and terrorism. Oh, yeah, I oh, bet. Oh, that's a link up from the original story of the picky poison. As well as keeping people out of the streets so they don't get run over. Means that everything is cordoned off and impossible to go to. It was 11 o'clock at this point, so it wasn't as bad. My friends and I got separated as we looked for bathrooms, and somehow, in my drunken stupor, I ended up walking all the way to Central Park looking for a place to pee. My friends are desperately calling me. They ended up downtown below all the crazy mess, and I was lost in the city, drunk as fuck, all by myself on New Year's Eve. Even Central Park was so packed with people that I couldn't find a place to pee in privacy, so I ended up just peeing on a tree surrounded by tons of people. Somebody yelled at me, and I got so startled that I ended up peeing all over myself, like, a lot. Oh my god, you already shit. I know. I can't. Shit and piss. But I was already too drunk to care. Ended up not being able to make it downtown because everything was closed off, it being 11.45 at this point, so I just sat on a rock in Central Park while the entire fucking city counted down the new year. (laughs) Luckily, the rock I found was probably the best place in the entire city to watch the fireworks. And I rang in the new year singing, Odd Lang Shine. Odd Lang Syne. Drunkenly with a bunch of... What is that? It's the... I think it's... That one, right? Oh, okay. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, With a bunch of similarly inebriated gentlemen while watching the most stunning display of pyrotechnics I have ever seen in my life. Happy New Year. That's great. (laughs) Shit and piss. Shit and piss. A little shit and piss. Great way to end it, Sage, as always. There you go. You bitches, we're done, but we got to do questionable questions, so just hang on tight. Final questionable questions of the year 2020. Bye. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Okay, let's hear it. You've played, like, what's your rose and what's your thorn? No. Your rose is your high point and your thorn is your low point. So Mm -hmm. I want to know what your rose and your thorn of 2020 was. My high and my low? Your rose, high, thorn, low. But you've got to call it rose and thorn because that's how my family okay. does it. And you're messing around with me today. My thorn was getting laid off. Yes, for sure. Because I, I love my job and that broke your heart. Yeah. And then my rose. Oh, you, Corey? Corey's pointing at herself. Oh, reunited. I. You know what, Corey? That is probably my rose of the year. I love it. My friend Corey, you've heard us talk about before, we were best friends in high school. And we, I mean, I went to college and we just kind of grew apart after high school, really. We always kind of talked randomly about podcasts and 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 stuff. And then like during quarantine, after everyone could kind of reconnect, we met up with our other friends and that's pretty good. Because I feel like never left. I feel like other than losing, other than getting laid off, I think. My life really hasn't had anything exciting. Sorry, that was my question. No, 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 it's that's a good question. I really yeah. like my life has highlights. What has really everything's basically been the same other than COVID. I mean, I'm just at home a lot more. Well, you're going to be mad when you hear my rose and that you didn't think of it, but whatever. Okay. My starting ro- the podcast. My rose is starting the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my, my- okay. Okay. Yeah, Corey, no, I'm sorry. Take it back. She's Even such a fucking Corey t- said taking it back, but. Had it not been for the podcast, we wouldn't have reconnected because I think I reached out to you and was like, That's oh, it. She's, I, I bet Corey would love to know that I have a podcast. So That's I think the podcast kind of reconnected us. That has literally been the best thing to come <laughs> God, out of guys, 2020. Guys, not the podcast. It's literally the best thing for me, honestly. It's, I thought you were going to say it. I really did. But my thorn is definitely <laughs> the... Yeah, she was pointing at herself. You distracted me. God, I really I didn't. I was like, yeah, my life has pretty much done nothing. I said, <laughs> nothing home really alone happened. And... I mean, I don't do anything on Mondays and Tuesdays. It's just about in Wednesdays as well. My thorn, my rose is the podcast. My thorn is, uh, let's see, I got a lot of thorns. I got a lot of fucking thorns. I think I know what your thorn is. My, I know. Number one is Grammy dying. Mm-hmm. Number two is crashing Grammy's car. And, uh, Oh, my other rose, though, is the the my nephew. Oh, yes. Little baby boy. Okay, so you got your nephew and I got Corey. 
The nephew, <laughs> the podcast, and Corey are our th- roses, and our thorns are the loss of Grammy and getting laid off yeah. and the car accident. Those are pretty life-changing things, though. In COVID, fuck this shit. I know. Everybody, that's everybody's, though, really, because if it wasn't for COVID, I would have my job yeah. right now. But what's hopefully your, next year. What's your year. questionable question? Let's hear it. Let's fucking get... Okay, well, now I feel like I should... What's your New Year's resolution? Just kidding. I'm not doing one this year. My New Year's resolution is to not do one this year. Okay, well, I do have and one. And hopefully, maybe... What's yours? Is that okay. your questionable question? Yeah, let's make that my questionable question. Now I can't remember oh, what mine was. My New Year's resolution oh, is to um, lose some fucking weight off these big old gams. These big old ham hocks. I'm done. How, I'm what are you going to f- do? I'm going to try the intermittent fasting. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do the yoga, Kaylee. Okay, I'm going to do the yoga. But I'm going to do meal planning too as well. But I got to get rid of these hawks. These ham hawks. I'm done. <laughs> Cass, I found a video of me the other day slapping my thighs and you going, what are those? And I said, these are my ham hocks and I'm fucking- I actually saved that video. Slapping my thighs. We'll put that, we'll post that. Yeah, we will post that. I know, I feel like I always make that my resolution, you know what I mean? Is always to lose weight. I also so want like, to swear less. I'm just less. not going to do one this year. I don't give a fuck about that. I love my swear. Not. So and that was the final question of 2020. <laughs> yes. Guys, rate us, subscribe us, review us. Yeah, be nice. You follow us, so what who cares pod, basically. Just type it in. To, oh, yeah, or don't. Apparently, my sister says, thanks for the support. I have, I have one so last thing. Cares? I have one last thing to say. Yeah. To our small group of individuals that listen to us, or large, I don't know. We don't know. Who cares? So what? Who cares? Tread lightly into 2021. Walk quietly. Put your little quiet feet on and go quietly and don't fucking touch anything. Don't screw it up. Just... You're, you're at Nana's near the glass cabinet. Don't yeah, touch the ga- listen, glass cabinet. Don't go into don't my near house. the china. Yeah, get, a, get away from the china. <laughs> And away from the fucking, the fucking, please, for the love of God, tread lightly in 2021. And that is what we're going to leave you with. Yep. Happy New Year. We love you. So what? Who cares? We, we don't. don't. All acquaintance be forgot. So what? Who cares? And brought to life. Like that. Happy New Year to you. Happy, happy new year. Happy, happy to you. We're coming in hot. We're coming in cold. We're going to be here for you. Hey, hey, happy new year. So what, who cares? We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. That's a song. And a happy. That's all I'm going to say is and a happy new year. And so what, who cares? It's about to be 2021. Yeah, perfect. Three, two, one. And a happy new year. <clears throat> Vocal fry. Wow, listen to that crap. So Susie Q. Okay, so Cassidy sent this I story in. I my name, Susie. Oh, Susie Q. No, I love little bitch. Ready one more time. Oh, Susie Q, baby, I love you. Oh, Susie Q. Okay. I'm getting a little tuned up on clams right now. <laughs> this is my third clams casino tonight. Down, now, 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 It sounds like the Meow Mix commercials, no offense. Meow, 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 me